Welcome to the Gary Smith Show. For the next hour, Gary will be taking your calls and answering your emails as he discusses personal development as it relates to your business, your career, and your personal life. Gary is a successful businessman and entrepreneur and is the founder and president of Optimum Performance Technologies, LLC. Gary is a business consultant, business and personal coach, and a professional speaker and writer who has dedicated his life to helping businesses and individuals develop and implement plans to take their companies and their lives to new levels of performance and success. Gary is the author of two outstanding books, The Shepherd and the Princess, Seven Keys to Conquering the Goliaths in Your Life, and Achieving Unusual Greatness, Timeless Lessons from the Trail Already Blazed. If you have a question or comment for Gary, please call in at 860-432-9735 or email him at questions at optex.com. You can also learn more about Gary by visiting his website, optex.com. And now, here's Gary Smith. Good morning. Happy Saturday. Welcome to the Gary Smith Show here on WSDK, 1550 AM in Bloomfield. Great to have you along for the ride this morning on this uh, clear, cold Saturday morning here in New England. I uh, hope you got uh, your nice and warm and uh, got your morning cup of coffee and ready to learn some stuff today. We're going to have a, a lot of fun. Uh, on my way in today, uh, I was thinking about something uh, devotional that I uh, that I do from David Jeremiah. And those, uh, those of you who are regular listeners to WSDK uh, know that uh, uh, know David Jeremiah, but I get a daily devotional in my email from him, and I think the the devotional this morning was particularly appropriate to what we're trying to accomplish with the show here, and so I want to take just a, a minute and read through it for you. Uh, the scripture is Proverbs fifteen fifteen, and it says, "He who is of a merry heart has a continual feast." If you're lucky enough to have lived in Paris as a young man, wrote Ernest Hemingway, then wherever you go for the rest of your life, it stays with you, for Paris is a movable feast. Paris is a city of light, but how much better to have the promise in Proverbs 15 from the Father of heavenly lights who bestows on us every good and perfect gift. Uh, How rich and continual a feast than, uh, than a movable one. Those who truly know the Lord enjoy the lasting wonder of intractable cheer. Life becomes a smorgasbord of good things. We thank him for the sunrise, for the air we breathe, for the friends we love, for the verses we study, and the strength we derive from him. We learn to count our blessings, minimize our complaints, rejoice in the Lord, and obey the words of Jesus to be of good cheer. The cheerful heart has a continual feast. A continual feast This is one of my favorite lines in the whole Bible, writes Stephen Arterburn. I don't know any better way to describe a life than that, is live with the joyous, optimistic hope that only knowing and walking with Jesus can provide. And that's the, that's the goal that we have here at the Gary Smith Show. I mean, every week we talk about a whole host of different subjects from uh, personal development, goal setting, overcoming fear. We talk about business issues, about building a godly business and doing things that are honoring to Christ. But what's the real bottom line? The bottom line is to enrich the lives of other people, to help you live 
the life that God has designed for you and to do it in such a way that you are just filled with joy uh, as you go through your life and that your life is one of cheer and happiness uh, as you go about your daily activities because that's what living a successful life is all about. And when you have that ultimate connection with Jesus Christ, it just kind of flows through uh, and, uh, and it flows through to you and then from you into your world. And that's how we ultimately influence other people for Christ. And we're going to continue doing that today on today's show. Uh, I am absolutely thrilled to have Drew Crandall in studio with me today. Uh, Drew and I, I was thinking about it, Drew, on my way in this morning. You and I have known each other, I think this last year was 20 years uh, since we met. Uh, originally, when I met Drew, um, he was hosting a, a Bible study uh, for the Fellowship of Companies for Christ uh, in his offices in Vernon. And at the time, I was general manager for a small medical startup company, and that was the beginning for us. I started attending Drew's Bible study, and we have stayed connected over the years. I've spoken at a couple of his conferences, and I was thinking it was about a year and a half ago, we were talking about FCCI, and uh, Drew runs the, uh, the East of the River uh, uh, group. But we were concerned that uh, there were businesses on the west uh, west of the river uh, that weren't willing to make the trip all the way up to Vernon because, you know, those of you who commute into Hartford know what that 8491 interchange is like in the morning. And, uh, and so we talked about it and prayed about it, and, uh, and I started the, uh, uh, the West of the River group. So Drew and I have stayed connected through that as we've been uh, developing that little group of people. We, we get together every couple of weeks, and we do a Bible study, and we fellowship together. Um, but Drew, um, number one, thanks for being here this morning. But number two, thanks for all of the stuff that you've done and poured into my life over the last 20 years. It's just a, a blessing to have you as a friend, and I'm grateful to have you here this morning. Amen. The feeling is mutual. So uh, as we start off, uh, uh, Drew, we've got a couple of subjects we're going to talk about today, but why don't you just take a couple of minutes and kind of let our listeners know who, know who you are, what you do, all the various ministries that you're involved in. Uh, you've sure. got your fingers into so many different things. That's true. Uh, I operate a marketing and a media business in Vernon called Keep in Touch, and that's how I manufacture a living. Uh, all the ministry work I do is on a volunteer basis. Uh, in a nutshell, I have a passion for workplace Christianity, as you do, and that goes back to June 8th, 1985, when I came to Christ at a Christian business breakfast. And so uh, I have had a passion for to exhort people to integrate their faith in their work, like you do, and uh, try to walk the talk and talk the walk and, and lead by example. So we have a Christ-based business. Uh, we try to operate it with biblical principles and as led by the Holy Spirit. I lead uh, several workplace ministries based in our offices, Northeast Christians at Work and the Fellowship of Companies for Christ. They're both complementary. One ministers, as you mentioned, to the top dog, to the CEO, the entrepreneur, uh, the person, the leader who is trying to lead that company literally for Christ. And then Northeast Christians at Work is a ministry for everybody else. So, so uh, uh, it's like two sides to the same coin. Uh, and then I'm very involved for years in a ministry called Called to Work. Uh, I'm the co-chair, and uh, we help uh, primarily, interestingly enough, through the years, Chinese Christians to be godly at work. It's sort of a niche market, and we have helped Chinese Christians around the world to learn biblical principles for business, and it, it's a hoot to, to see. 
Uh, and then I'm very passionate about Christian music. I'm, I've been a drummer since I was seven, so listeners may know me through G- Jesus Fest or Jacob's Well Christian Coffee House or the Connecticut Alliance for Christian Arts. And then also, uh, about 15 years ago, I was introduced to the world of creation science. And my eyes were open, the scales came off, and it's like, whoa. So I'm the co-chair of uh, an all-volunteer group that brings creation scientists to Connecticut, and we have seminars and conferences and resources. And the wonderful part of being a Christian is uh, we didn't evolve from apes. We didn't evolve from slime over millions of years. <laughs> we were created by a creator. And and the more you look at science, the more you realize that science points to a creator. And even more than that, science points to the creator as expressed and revealed in the Bible. That Genesis is a logical, scientific uh, approach to our origin. It, it's not just theology. It's great science. And so uh, we have a creation science conference coming up in Rockville uh, in March, and and it's just a, a treat to do that. And then lastly, uh, I'm very active in Union Church in downtown Rockville, and this year we're celebrating our 125th anniversary. Praise and I'm God. In, I'm in charge of the celebration for all year, and so we've we're putting together this uh, amazing schedule of special events in Rockville. Uh, where we're we're really turning the sanctuary of Union Church into a Christian performing arts center, almost like a Christian Bushnell. So wow. people will be able to come, and God willing, the place will be packed, and we'll we'll be inspired and encouraged by some really cool Christian music. Excellent. Well, you've got your you know I've got so many different things going on, and yep. uh, the Lord has blessed you with a capacity for tremendous work in a, in yep. a number of different directions. You know, it's interesting because you know creation science is one of my favorite subjects as well. And as you were sitting talking about that, uh, I remember a comment that Frank Peretti made that fits very well into the personal development arena because he said, you know, we kids go to school today, and they are taught about evolution and stuff like that. And he right. said, you know, he said, my, my summation of evolution and what it means is, you know, from goo to you by way of the zoo. Uh, but he said, we'll go through that. And he said, you know, we basically say, you know, you've come from nothing. Right. You are nothing. And then as soon as that class is over, it's like, okay, kiddies, we'll toddle down to the hall because your next class is a class on personal development and how to have a good attitude. Right. So, you know, so there's this whole right. conundrum that has been created around that that's just right. ridiculous. Right. Um, it so, devalues humanity. Exactly. Im- immensely. Yeah, and and it depresses everybody yes. uh, because how can I feel worthwhile? Right. I, mean, I have I can feel worthwhile when I realize that I have been uniquely created mm-hmm. by the God of the universe, right. and He loves me, and He right. sees me as a worthwhile person. Right. Uh, that is so powerful. Right. And right. there's life after death. Yes. It's not just what you do here. And there will be a final exam. Are That's you prepared? Right. <laughs> yep. So listen, let's uh, let's go shift over just a little bit. Um, you've got some really exciting things going on in your business that we're going to talk about. The first is uh, is your new uh, business center, your new conference center. So talk a little That's bit correct. about that and what's going on there. Sure, I'm very active in the business community in our area, and there is a lack of nice business training center facilities in our area. And what had been happening, backing up, is uh, we've had a diversified business. Uh, We do marketing communications and consulting, and then we also have done media monitoring for decades. And so those two really complement each other well, and it's been a great fit. 
But what has been happening in recent years is with the advent of the internet, I think everybody understands that the newspaper industry has been going through huge gyrations and transformations. And more media is going online and the traditional newspapers are diminishing. Well, part of what we did for decades was a press clipping service where we subscribed to every newspaper in the state just about. We had a team of people at our offices who read newspapers for a living, wow. almost like a commercial library. They read about a million articles a month. And clients hired us to track trends, public policy issues, what was being said about clients, what their competitors were up to, to dig up sales leads. Uh, so we were a great resource for a lot of organizations across Connecticut for a long time, but our client base was starting to erode and the interest level by new executives and PR people coming up, uh, they were sort of looking at newspapers as you know, not where things are going. And so long story short, I had this section of our offices where we had seven workstations and um, the business on that side of the business was eroding. And so it was time to cut the cord. And so it was a gradual process. It took about two years, but October 31st, we cut the cord on our traditional press clipping service. We're, we still do online media monitoring. We still do TV and radio monitoring. But the operation where we had literally hundreds of newspapers coming into our offices and having people methodically read them and capture the information and format the information and deliver the information to our clients we cut the cord on that. So I had this beautiful space in our offices, and I've been praying for months on what to do with it. And the Lord, over time, revealed to me this concept of turning what was the press clipping operation into a business training center. It's a great venue for it. And a couple things that the Lord did to confirm that that's what he wanted me to do is, first of all, I've been teaching myself for decades, whether it's business or ministry or Sunday school. Uh, so I'm a good teacher. I'm a good speaker. So he's gifted me in that area. So that was a good fit. And also I was sensing uh, a need for a resource like that locally, not only to host events uh, for seminars and professional development, but also as a, a resource where local organizations could rent it for their meetings, board meetings, professional development meetings. So I, I was starting to see a lot of synergies. And I was talking, a friend of mine is the director of Fellowship of Companies for Christ in the LA area, in California. And he's actually from Glastonbury, Connecticut. So, <laughs> so we were on the phone once, and I was telling, I was being honest with him what we're, what's going on with the business. And he said, Drew, it sounds just right that you would do this. Uh, he said, he's an executive recruiter. And he said, uh, I said that I am 59 now, about to enter my 60s. And he said, you know, for an executive and for a professional, um, the 60s are the most productive years in that person's life. And he said... I'm glad the Lord is steering you out of that press clipping service, which is really tons of detail. It's like, you know, it was a very difficult operation to do with excellence. Um, and to go from that to, to redeploy my energies and my resources to building up people and investing. I've been in the workplace since 1972. And over that time, you know, I have a certain amount of experience and, and knowledge and understanding that I need to pour out more than even what I have been doing to others before I kick the bucket. And then right after that, I'm talking to a friend of mine who's in insurance, and I shared how I was turning 59. And we're on the phone, and he goes, oh, you, you're entering the death zone. <laughs> 
And it's like, what? And he goes, oh, yeah, from an actuarial standpoint in the life insurance business, most American men die between 59 and 68. If you can get through 68, the, the likelihood that you'll live until you're eight, in your 80s is good. And so between my friend in California telling me, you know, you need to pour out and, and, and teach what you've learned and, and be a catalyst for that, uh, at the same time, the Lord is reminding me that I'm no spring chicken anymore and, and that I'm entering my 60s. And so now is the time for me to actually put my hand to the plow and do this. So, so you know, I'm a fan of triangulation. You know, if you think the Lord is speaking to you, wait and pray, and he will triangulate, and he'll help you to see it from several perspectives. That's, why, that's the way they track things on cell phones. They triangulate with the towers. Right. And so uh, over a period of months, the Lord triangulated with me and revealed to me this is part of his plan for my life and for the business in 2015. You know, that's that's really exciting. I mean, it's exciting that the Lord is speaking to you in that way and that you're getting that sense of direction. But it, the timing for this uh, just could not be any, any better because as you and I were talking uh, before the show— one of the problems that we have today, and you and I both face this is in the coaching work that mm-hmm. we do, is that we have a society that has gotten away from the high touch. Yeah. Uh, and yet, you know, and yet having that high touch is so critical to the way many people learn. Um, a number of months ago, I had uh, a woman named Sharifa Hardy on, on the show. She lives out on the West Coast as well, and she's, uh, you know, she's a Christian uh, internet marketing person. And one of the comments that she made to me that just blew me away is she said, Gary, she said, do you realize that I can sit at home in my jammies, mm-hmm. never go outside, never have any contact with the outside world, never speak to a human, I never hear a human voice. And yet I can go online, I can buy furniture, I can buy clothing, I can buy food, I can buy all of the electronic toys and stuff that I need. I can live my life in complete isolation. Right. And she said, yet though, God has not created us to be people who live our lives in isolation. And so creating this kind of an environment where you and I were talking, where it's not a webinar, where you're hearing an impersonal voice, you're actually there in contact, able to read the body language of other people and really able to extremely engage with what's going on is just such a vital need in the world today. Yep. And some people, parenthetically, I think the newspaper industry has a bad rap in some ways. The newspapers in America are still incredibly influential in our culture. I think the perception versus the reality, there's a, a gap there they're still far more influential than people realize. They're not mm-hmm. dinosaurs. And same thing with person-to-person training. W- with the advent of e-learning, you know, certainly you can do a certain amount of teaching through webinars and through other electronic devices remotely, through Skype, et cetera. But to me, call me old school, whatever, you know, there's nothing like being in a room full of people where you can share and learn together and the dynamics of teaching and communicating together the body language, the questions that come up, the rabbit trails that come up that might not come up if you were doing it remotely uh, are just fantastic. I just led a five-hour customer service seminar yesterday at one of our client organizations. The entire staff of the organization was part of it, from the front desk to the CEO. 
and they wanted to drill deep into customer service and really look in the mirror. What are we doing right? What are we doing wrong? How do we uh, set expectations and policies and procedures and uh, and tweak the culture of this organization to be even more excellent at customer service than we are today? And that couldn't have happened through Skype or a webinar. It's being huddled together in a room and then having breakout sessions and then coming back together and sharing. It it was a terrific experience. So that's the purpose of the Business Training Center. Uh, We'll be doing some of the uh, seminars and the the, uh, product that's being delivered. But also, as I mentioned, it's a resource for organizations to use that they can rent. So several business organizations, several ministries have already reached out to me about the possibility of having board meetings and having professional development, having networking meetings at this new facility. Oh, that's great. You know, so that's, uh, it's exciting that you're, that you're taking this step. And, and one of the things I'd ask our audience to do is just pray for God's blessings. Uh, not only that, uh, you know, that it will be fruitful and that you'll get a lot of involvement there, but that, uh, that it'll just open more pathways to minister and to meet the needs of other people. Exactly. It's, it gives me an opportunity, God willing, to be a touch point with even more souls. Right. Face-to-face. And that's the ultimate goal. It is. It really and is. when you walk in our offices, it doesn't take very long to figure out that I'm Christ-based. So who knows what the Holy Spirit will do with people coming and renting the facility. And they'll see a Christian presence in the business, on the walls, and, and hopefully in the way we conduct our affairs there that will rub off on them. Yes, Yes, absolutely. We're visiting with, uh, with Drew Crandall from Keep in Touch. We need to take a quick break here, so we will be right back with more. Hey, this is Daniel Fazina, host of the Divine Intervention Show, inviting you to join me every Sunday at 4 p.m. on WSDK. Divine Intervention is the interview show that features intriguing people who've experienced the hand of God in amazing ways. Moses parted the sea, Jesus drove demons out of people, and even raised the dead. Are these types of events still happening today? Tune in to Divine Intervention to find out as we feature people who have experienced miracles, answered prayers, deliverances, healings, and more. More information about the show, free downloads, and podcasts are available at our website, divineinterventionradio.com. Divine Intervention, Sundays at 4 p.m. on WSDK. I believe in miracles. Are you struggling in your personal or business life? Do you keep trying to achieve, but it seems like it's always one step forward, two steps back? Have you given up on ever achieving your dreams? If any of these questions evoke a positive response from you, then you need to tune in to The Gary Smith Show every Saturday morning at 11 a.m. right here on 1550 a.m. WSDK. Each show addresses at least one subject related to business or personal development and achievement. Our goal is to give you Bible-based, in-depth information that will enable you to find a path forward into the blessings that God desires for you to have. Come join us every Saturday morning at 11 a.m. and begin building the foundation of knowledge that you need to move your life, your career, and your business to the next level. Set your schedule to listen to The Gary Smith Show every Saturday morning at 11 on Life Changing Radio, WSDK, 1550 a.m. Remaining brisk and cold through the afternoon across the Connecticut Valley, low to mid-20s, clouding up tonight with storminess coming up the coast, holding lows in the upper teens. Some snow likely early morning, changing over to rain by afternoon, warming to the upper 30s, and then back to snow before ending tomorrow night. A few breaks of sun Monday, but not much cooler mid to upper 30s. Randy Berkson with the WSDK Weather Update. 1550 AM WSDK. 
Okay, welcome back to the Gary Smith Show here on 1550 AM WSDK. If you have a question uh, for Drew, uh, you can give a call in 860-432-9735. If you want to send a text message, it's 860-856-7193. Or if you uh, have a question uh, that you'd like to email to us, uh, it's questions at optex.com, and that'll forward right to me here, and I can share it with Drew. So... um, Getting back to our conversation, Drew, we've been talking about the new business center. I'm really, really excited about that. Uh, but you also, uh, using the new business center, you have a, uh, a free seminar that is, uh, that's coming up on January 27th. So why don't you tell our listeners about that? That's right. Uh, you know, I just love the Lord's creativity. And, you know, you say, well, Drew has a business background. He has a musical background. How do you mix the two? And so several years ago, he inspired me to really play up the drumming theme as a promotional theme for my business. So uh, we changed our domain for my business to drumupbiz.com. I have a drum solo that I played in Rockville Live as an MP3 file on our website. And um, one of the things I started doing, I did it through the Glastonbury Chamber and the Manchester Chamber, is a a hour-and-a-half workshop called uh, How to Drum Up More Business. And I have a PowerPoint presentation paralleling the principles behind good drumming and the principles of good marketing and selling. And I give people, if you've never been a drummer, there's a world of drumming. You know, like there's a world of everything. You know, if you you play saxophone, there's a, a world of saxophone playing, you know, it's a it's a culture and a world and a language all of itself. So uh, I show people how to uh, uh, organize themselves and prepare for better selling and marketing through the eyes of a drummer. And I, for years, I was a drum section leader in fife and drum corps and, and drum and bugle corps, marching bands. I was the drum section leader at the Yukon marching band for three out of the four years, uh, drum and bugle corps. So being a drum section leader, there's a certain culture and a certain preparation and a certain process and a certain order that you have to follow in order to have a good drum line. And same thing in business. You need a good drum line. And so it's up to the drum section leader to actually make that happen. So really in the business world, you're the drum section leader and you need to assemble the drum section and come up with a script and choreograph it and, and do it. And so we're going to have a blast between the PowerPoint. I have my electronic drum set set up in the business training center. So I'll be playing the drums a little. Everybody will get a toy tambourine and we're going to do an interactive group thing, almost like a drum circle kind of thing. So uh, it's going to be a blast. Cool. And uh, and I noticed, you know, the space uh, space is limited uh, for this. uh, Correct. And so uh, if anybody who's listening is is interested in attending, um, you know, uh, go ahead and call the uh, the Chamber of Commerce Correct. at 860-872-0587 and sign up for that. It's going to be uh, Tuesday, January 27th uh, from 9 to 10.30 a.m. And that'll be a, a great opportunity. And, you know, as I, was, I was, as I was listening to you talk, my mind kind of went in a little bit different direction in drumming. Um, back when I was in high school, uh, I had a chance to get to be good friends with, uh, with a fellow who wound up being a professional drummer. He actually lives in New York City now. He, uh, he uh, uh, plays with John Pizzarelli and tours uh, around the country with him. But one of the things I always remember that I had learned from him was that, you know, I asked him, I said, you know, how, how do you really get to be a good drummer? And he said, I have four appendages, two feet and two hands. And he said, my feet and my hands 
you know, each one of the appendages operates completely independently from the other, and they go in different directions mm -hmm. to a different beat at mm -hmm. the same time. Mm -hmm. And and really, the application in business there, you know, the the ability to multitask yes. and to and to you know to watch and listen and talk all at the same time. There are just yep. so many uh, so many applications there. Yeah, that's right. Because you're using your right hand generally for the symbols and for the toms and the snare. Your left hand usually for the snare and the toms. You're using your left foot for the hi hat. Your right foot for the bass drum. And then really. The tough thing to do as a drummer is to add on top of all of that to sing. Right. I mean, from a coordination standpoint, your brain is like going at full capacity just to try to get a mental handle on that in real time. When you're using all four of your extremities and your voice, and it almost reminds me of a keyboard player. I mean, when you think of it, a keyboardist who's playing the keyboards and singing, to do that with excellence the coordination you need, the practice you need is just enormous. Well, and now, especially with all of the electronic equipment out there, it's not just playing one keyboard, it's playing a half a dozen keyboards right. and switching back and forth. And Yeah, and just like playing a musical instrument, I started when I was seven, and I'm a, in my peak in my 20s and 30s, I was a really good drummer. And uh, I dare say that I was one of the best rudimental snare drummers in the country. And it took, people say, well, how do you do that? I said, years and years and years of practice. You don't just pick up a pair of drumsticks and become an instant good drummer. And in business and in selling and marketing, you don't just become good at marketing and selling instantly. You know, we live in a culture that has an attention span of about 30 seconds. We want it to work now and we don't want to do any preparation. And the reality is if you're going to run a business and, and be effective in selling and marketing, you need to be a planner. You need to practice. You need to uh, do all that behind-the-scenes preparation in order for the sales to come to pass. And people don't want to pay their dues anymore. They want to push a button and in generate instant sales. Yeah, that's absolutely true, and that is true in every walk of life. And I remember back when I was when I was younger, um, I followed golf quite mm. closely, and one okay. of my favorite golfers was Jack Nicklaus. Oh, sure. And I remember um, one of the interviews that they did with him after he had won a tournament, and they were talking about exactly about that, about the preparation. And he said, you yeah. know, he said, especially in the field of professional golf, he said, okay. the only thing that people see mm. – is me making a three-foot putt for $150,000 right. on the 18th green on Sunday right. afternoon. He said, they don't see that on Monday morning, mm -hmm. I get out, and he said, I hit somewhere between 1,000 and 1,500 balls every single day because I am still perfecting wow. my craft. And, and that's the thing. You know, people expect to be able to walk into business. And I think that's particularly true. And I know we're going a, a little bit off tangent here. Sure. But I think that's particularly true of the millennial uh, generation is that you know you have kids who have uh, you know have had a lot of help along the way uh, you know so mom and dad have been paying for education and things like that where yeah. for people like you and me I had to work when I was in college and so they come into the workplace having the education but not having a lot of experience and yet they feel entitled to move up very very quickly right. they're not willing to pay the dues and they get very very right. frustrated if they That's don't right. move rapidly um, 
And so being willing to sit back and, and just like we do with Jesus, going to him and being willing to sit at the feet of the master and learn right. you know, and then take out and apply and stumble and make mistakes and, and, and yeah. learn your craft by doing things poorly in order to be able to do things right. Right. Uh, you know, sure. people aren't willing to pay those dues. Sure. Uh, I think technology has expedi- expedited that attitude. But also, I think here in Connecticut, uh, over the past 20 plus years, uh, we have two of the world's largest gambling casinos. And we've had lottery for decades. And there's a gambling mentality that I want to be able to put my quarters in the one arm bandit, pull the lever and have my fortune come in. Right, and, and that I see that in business. It's almost like a gambling attitude. It's, a, it's an instant. I want to pull the lever and make my fortune and move on, and that's not the way business generally works. Right, right, and it's uh, you know, and it's interesting because I was uh, I was listening to um, to a CD from a friend of mine the other day because I like you, I'm a constant learner. Wherever yep. I go, I'm either reading or listening to a CD yep. or something, and that was one of the things that he was saying. Is he said he was talking to a friend of his, and he said my friend was saying. Man, he said, I don't know what happened. He said, I can't put my finger on it. But he said, this last quarter in my business has just been absolutely explosive. And he said, I sat back and I said, well, but wait a minute. Think about it. Look at all of the trade shows that you've been to in the last six months. Look at all of the presentations that you've done. Look at all of the cold calling that you've done. That's the result. So you've been, for the past six months, you've been pushing that rock uphill. He said, now the key to it is, is you're starting to see the results of that. You cannot lose that momentum because when you do, the rock rolls down to the bottom of the hill and you get to start all over again. And people have to think through their selling cycle. Right. And if you don't understand your selling cycle, then to expect instant results is totally unrealistic. Uh, I live in Ellington, which is traditionally known as a farm town. And for decades, I've watched the farmers in Ellington go through their journey of preparing for the corn harvest. Do you realize it's January and there were farmers in Ellington this past week preparing their fields? Mm-hmm. And that's that's the point you and I are making. There's a there's a cycle to a harvest. And unless you're willing to do that work in January and February and March and April and May and June – you don't have a harvest yet. You're spending money preparing the soil and you're not getting a return on investment yet, but that harvest comes. Same thing with a lot of marketing and sales. You ha- you're planting seeds, you're watering seeds, you're fertilizing the soil, you're doing all those things that will ultimately result in sales. But you have to have faith to, to trust the process and for us trusting the Lord that he will provide the increase in his way and in his time. If you're not patient and mature about the process, then you're going to freak out, have your temper tantrum and give up too soon. Absolutely. And you're, it reminds me, uh, I don't know if you've seen it or not, the movie Facing the Giants. No. Uh, it's, a, it's a story about, um, about a fellow who is a coach at a Christian high school. He coaches football. And the lessons that he learns in the process of developing a winning team. But one of the aha moments for him is there's an older gentleman who comes in, and he literally, this gentleman is not part of the school system, but he comes in and he walks the halls of the school, touching each locker and praying for the students. And he's talking to this fellow, and he said, I have a, I have a story I need to tell you. And he said, there were two farmers, and, uh, and it, was, uh, it was a drought you know, no rain or anything mm-hmm. like that. And he said they were both praying to God uh, for rain. And he said the one farmer just spent all of his time, you know, on his knees praying to God for rain. And the other farmer 
got up in the morning and he prayed and he went out and prepared his fields. Mm-hmm. And the next morning he got up and he prayed and he went out and prepared his fields. He said, which one do you think was really trusting God for rain? And he said, that's the attitude that you have to have. You prepare. Mm -hmm. You continually prepare. You go out there and you do the right things, but you leave the results up to God. When when it's his time, the rain will come. Right. And you don't have to force it. It comes organically. Right. It's not manipulative. You know, we did a study at our FCCI group years ago on manipulation. And the Lord looks at manipulation as witchcraft. And there's a lot of manipulation in the world of sales. You're trying to force people and maneuver people into signing the bottom line and getting the order. That's not the way Christians should be generating their sales. You know, like you, uh, we cultivate relationships and we communicate who we are and what we do. So when a need arises, they think of us. And by the time you get to the sale, it's a natural outcome of the relationship building. And there's no buyer's remorse. They don't regret having signed the contract, so to speak. Yeah, that's that's exactly true. Uh, there's a friend of mine over in the UK. His name is Phil Jones. He's a professional sales trainer, and and I will say Phil is not a Christian, mm-hmm. but Phil gets that mm-hmm. concept because he was talking with me one day, and he said, "You know, Gary, said, you know, as a as a salesman, he said, you know what my job is? He said I am a professional mind maker upper. He said my job is to help you make the right decision for you mm-hmm. and to guide you in that process. Yep. But he said the bottom line is is that I have to be looking at it not from the perspective of what's in it for me, but are you as my customer getting what it is that you need and what is going to meet your needs and make you happy or whatever the case may be. And he said, if I'm not doing that, I'm just an idiot. You know, He said, I'm worthless yep. and I'm not to be trusted. So even some non-Christians really get the concept yeah. that you have to be doing things for the right reasons. Yep. Uh, and you're absolutely right. I think, and I think, unfortunately, there are there are people out there who look at God as a candy man. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's just mm-hmm. you know because I could become a Christian, you know, I ask God for a car, I'm going to get a car, mm-hmm. and things like that. Mm-hmm. Rather than realizing that that God has not said He will give us everything we want, He has promised that He will meet our needs. Mm-hmm. Uh, and our job is to do uh, is to not not be concerned about the result, about what I'm going to get, what's in it for me. I'm going to go out there and I'm going to do what's right. I'm going to serve my customers with integrity. Mm-hmm. you know. And as a result of that, I'm going to trust the Lord to bless me with more business because I'm doing the things he wants right. me to do. I try to live a Matthew 6 life. And some of the core principles in Matthew 6 for me is, where are you laying up your treasures? If you were a fly on the wall and saw the amount of time, talent, tongue, and treasure that we deploy for God's kingdom, it doesn't make sense. We should be out of business. Right. But in that passage, he says, where are you laying up your treasures? If your investments are just here in this life, it's going to be a mess. But if you invest in my kingdom, there's a hundred percent return on investment, you know, or a thousand, you know, it's none of your investment in the kingdom will be wasted. Right. And further down in that chapter, it says, seek ye first the kingdom of, of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. We don't have to worry about where the sales are going to come from. We're trusting him, and he's going to provide. And I've seen that. We started our business in 88, and here we are, 2015, and we're still standing. And many people didn't think we'd make it. I was told the first day I was in business, I had scripture on my business card and on my brochure. It said, this is a faith-based business. My very first day in business, July 1st, 1988, my very first client meeting, the president of the company saw my business card and saw the brochure, and he looked at me and said, you'll never make it. 
That was my very first day in business with my very first client visit. Well, thanks so much for the encouragement. <laughs> but he was looking at it from a secular perspective. He said, you can't get into this Christian stuff in the business world. Oh, yes, I can. That's what I'm called to be. I am called to be a minister in the marketplace. I was saved at a Christian business meeting, and that's where God wants me. So he, if he called me to this, he's going to provide. Right. Absolutely. You know, and, and the thing that gets exciting is the more you see that happen and you sit back and say, it's not me. Right. It's God. You know, and you say, thank you, Lord. Thank right. you, Lord. You know, right. and, you, and you realize then that there is not only tremendous success, but there is tremendous blessing in saying, yes. God, you know what? You're the CEO. It's not my business. It's your business. Do whatever you want to with it because I know you're going to do right. Yep. And, you know, being an overtly Christian business owner here, it cuts both ways. We've lost business because of my stand for Christ. But you know what? My perspective has been historically, well, if they're that offended by who I represent, by Christ, then they probably are not the kind of client we really want. And, and some God has rescued us from some highly dysfunctional business relationships and hardship, I think, because uh, in a way, because I'm so out there with my Christian faith, that's, an, that's a quality control issue right. for pros- prospective clients. If they're that offended by Christ, then, you know, there's something really going on there. Really don't want to do business and, with and you we, anyway. Yeah, there were a couple times where we started doing business with companies unbeknownst to me at the time that actually had organized crime connections. And... And uh, I didn't know it going into it, but it soon the cultural difference between us and them was huge. And, it, of course, that relationship is going to wash out. It can't last. I don't want it to last. Right. <laughs> if I had known they were involved in the mob, I wouldn't have even taken them on. But it was disguised and hidden. You know, They don't have their website. We are a mob-owned business. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, but you're absolutely right, and that's one of the reasons in uh, you know in a coaching or consulting environment, I offer a free 60 minute exploratory session up front because part of it is I want to be able to know: Am I going to be able to help you? I mean, what's the root cause of the problem that I'm trying to deal with here? Am I am, am I going to be able to help you? But then I also need to look at it from a a cultural perspective right. and say. Am I going to be able to work with you? Do I right. want to work with you? And there have been times when I right. have walked away from relationships saying, you know what, your goals and my goals are completely yeah. different. We're just not synergistic here. I'm, not, I'm really not going to be able to help you because ultimately you're not going to listen to what I have to say. Right. And, you know, Gary, what comes to my mind, too, is there's a mantra in our culture that says the customer is always right. And, folks, that's a lie. If you have that mantra as, as your reason to exist in business, you are setting yourself up for brutal manipulation and misuse. I mean, you as a husband, Gary, if I said to your wife, you know, the husband is always right, <laughs> she would laugh her head off. Oh, yeah. really? <laughs> you know, nobody's always right. And what we have done in our culture is we have bred millions of consumers in America to think that the customer is always right, that they should be able to get what they want when they want it at the price they want, or you're a bad business. And sometimes the smartest thing you can do to a prospective customer is say, no, thanks. Right. Because if you're not going to let me make a living, why am I doing this? And a lot of people in America don't want to know what it takes to run a business. I have to, uh, you know, making a profit is not a dirty word. I have to make a profit. That's how I put food on the table. Right. You know, you get a paycheck for working. I need to get a paycheck for working. Well, and that's and that's one of the things, especially in the coaching and consulting industry, is that um, you run into a lot of people. Well, two things. One, you run into a, a number of people that what they want and what they need mm-hmm. are two different things. 
And my goal is not to give you what you want. My goal is to give you what you need. Mm. The other thing is, is that people will come in and even in that 60 minute exploratory session, Mm -hmm. they want as much as they can get for free. And and you need to get to a point of saying, you know what, beyond this point, this is what I get paid for doing. Yeah. Yeah. And, And you want to be a nice guy. And sometimes you set yourself up to be used. Right. You know, it's so easy as a consultant, as you and I are, to be raped. They, in the in the guise of making a presentation, right? They want to get all your great ideas and advice on the front end. You, you and then they take them and, and run. And then they say we're not interested, and they take it and run. I actually had a prospective client years ago up in the Boston area, president of the company. He asked for a proposal. I developed it with layouts, the whole media strategy, everything. He said, No, 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 we're not going to do it. Two months later, what do I see in the trade magazines? The exact ad that I had pitched. I had shown him a layout with the exact copy that we had recommended. Mm-hmm. He basically stole from us. And I called him, the CEO, and said, what you did was wrong. He goes, what are you going to do? Sue me? Click. Wow. And you know what? A year later, that company was out of business. You reap what you sow. Exactly. Exactly. Well, we're talking with Drew Crandall. We've had some really great conversation here. We're going to take another quick break. And when we come back, Drew, uh, I want you to introduce us to uh, Power Round. We're going to talk about some other exciting things that are going on in your business. So we'll be right back. This is Life Changing Radio's President Bill Blount with a quick reminder to join me on Twitter. Each day I look for stories that might be of interest to you. Sometimes it's news about Christianity. Other times it's stories about our culture and society. And sometimes it's just an interesting picture or video. In any case, please sign up for my Twitter at any of the following places. Directly on Twitter at BillBLCR. That's BillBLCR. Or sign up at our website at LifeChangingRadio.com or on our weekly newsletter link. So join the conversation with Life Changing Radio on Twitter. My organization asked me to find a speaker for one of our major events. I didn't know where to turn until a friend recommended that I contact Gary Smith. Gary was easy to work with and affordable. He designed and delivered an amazing program that met all of our needs. This is Gary Smith. If you're looking for a speaker who will entertain, educate, and inform your audience, call me at 203-599-1467 to discuss your specific requirements. I speak on a wide range of business, personal development, and spiritual topics, and I'll create a program that is guaranteed to please. Again, I'm Gary Smith, and I look forward to your call. 203-599-1467. Temps will probably climb to the low, maybe mid-20s across the Connecticut Valley this afternoon, but hold fairly steady. Upper teens tonight due to moisture coming up the coast. That'll bring in milder temps. Some light snow likely overnight, changing the rain by afternoon tomorrow. Upper 30s. And then back to some wet snow before ending tomorrow night. Sunny periods for Monday brisk, but not a whole lot cooler mid to upper 30s. Randy Berkson with the WSDK Weather Update. Life-changing radio, WSDK. Okay, welcome back to the Gary Smith Show, where we're talking with uh, Drew Candrell. Drew Crandall of Keep in Touch. Um, interesting story here. We're, I'm going to ask Drew to talk about Power Round, which is uh, a new group coaching program that accelerates the development of soft skills. But I was sharing with Drew uh, before we came on the air this morning that uh, uh, I was talking, in fact, I actually did a recording uh, with Stephanie Callahan. Those of those of you who have listened to the show for a while will uh, realize that she was on the show earlier. And she's a, uh, she's a coach, uh, both a business and personal coach from, uh, from out in Illinois. And uh, I was recording with her yesterday, and one of the comments she made to me was she said, Gary, do you realize, and she said, I don't know if you've ever had this or not, but you may have had people who listen to your radio show come to you and say, why do you have your competitors 
on the air with you. That just makes less than no sense. And she said, but Gary, you and I both know that we don't look at our businesses from the standpoint of competition. We look at it from the standpoint of collaboration. And that, I think, makes the, makes the difference when you begin to look at things from the standpoint of how do we best serve our markets and how do we work together to do that? And especially in light of Christian radio, how do we share the richness that we both know? Uh, because there, Drew, there are things that, that you have experience with mm-hmm. that I don't and vice versa. Right. So how do we come together to help complete the picture right. uh, for people? So with that in mind, you know, talk to us about Power Round, this new coaching program that you have, and how you're kicking that off and what you're looking to do with it. Sure. The genesis of Power Round actually goes back to Congress. Do you remember Congress in Boston? It was an annual Christian family reunion, if you will, for the body of Christ in New England. It was organized by Vision New England which is a, a, an organization of about 2,000 evangelical churches across New England. I've been heavily involved in that for years. Well, they had this convention, and, and I would have a display every year for Northeast Christians at Work and Fellowship of Companies for Christ. And in the mid-'90s, I met the publisher of a Christian newspaper and directory in the Boston area called the Disciples Directory and the Disciples Journal. And I started writing a column in the Disciples Journal, and and one day in 1999, I'm zipping through my my Disciples Journal, and I saw an ad for a Christian CPA in Worcester, Mass, named Bob Benoit. So we struck up a relationship. He ended up being, when we launched the Northeast Marketplace Ministry Awards in 1999, he was the very first recipient of the Most on Fire Business Owner Award. And parenthetically, Gary, we have... Uh, honored you with a recent award in that category. I have the award here in the studio that I'm giving you uh, because we, uh, for 2014, which we announced at Christmas season, we we chose you as our recipient for the Most on Fire Business Owner Award. So it's part of the heritage here with award winners. Bob Benoit was the very first one in that category in 1999. And so uh, he, he and I struck up a friendship. And then in 2002, do you remember with the Enron and Global Crossing accounting scandals? Yes. Uh, he was inspired to st- spin off part of his CPA firm and start something called Lord & Benoit, which was a consulting firm to help corporations to comply with Sarbanes-Oxley. Okay. It was a huge effort, and uh, companies didn't have the internal resources to do it. So he positioned this company to to help corporations to do that, which he did. It, it grew into a global consulting firm. And uh, a few years ago, he could see the handwriting on the wall that that consulting for Sarbanes-Oxley had really run its course. Uh, The companies had gone into compliance. They were going to do what they were going to do. The government had sort of taken the foot off the gas pedal, pushing for compliance. And and so uh, he started to re-engineer Lord and Benoit, and he saw an opportunity and a, a need in the workplace for soft skills. You know, we have a lot of highly educated people who are brilliant in their field technically, scientists, engineers, people in the medical field, et cetera. But sometimes their people skills, their soft skills are lacking. And uh, you really need a balance of both. You need to be technically competent, but also you have to be soft skill competent. So he created this thing called Power Round. And so uh, last fall, I went through the Power Round training, Keep in Touch become, became an authorized distributor. I became an authorized group coach. And it all is dovetailing perfectly timing-wise with the creation of this business training center. So that's another way the Lord has triangulated this whole journey. 
And basically, we have a curriculum of roundtable courses that we take executive teams and companies through to help to beef up their soft skills. Okay, excellent. And uh, and looking at that, I'm um, sitting here looking at the brochure. So in the soft skills area, we have things like communicating with clarity, uh, making decisions, showing commitment, flexibility. One of my favorite subjects, time management. Um, that's yep. one of the areas that I work in. Uh, leadership, creativity, and problem solving. It blows my mind the number of people who uh, who don't know how to get the creative juices flowing and really right. don't have a solid process for solving problems. Sure. Uh, being a team player, accepting responsibility, and wow, especially in today's business mm-hmm. world, if you're a solopreneur, ability to work mm-hmm. under tremendous amounts of yeah. pressure. Yeah. Uh, really, really good, uh, really, really good stuff. So if people are interested in learning more about the Power Round program, sure. uh, where can they find it? Uh, they can go to our general company website, which is drumupbiz.com or keeptouch.com. It's the same website. We have two domains. So that's keeptouch.com. And I'd be happy to speak with them about anything we've talked about today. Okay, excellent. Uh, well, with that, we're coming to the close of our time together. Drew, uh, thanks so much for being in studio today. It's uh, it's great to get to get a chance to sit across the table from you. It is. Uh, but I think we had a really meaningful conversation today, and I really appreciate you being here. Thank you so much for the opportunity, and God bless all who are listening. Oh, absolutely. Uh, and uh, as Drew said, um, if you want to learn more about either Keep Touch, his business, or any of the ministry efforts that he has, uh, you can go to keeptouch.com. You can also call him directly at 860-871-6500. Uh, and I'm sure that he would be more than happy to uh, to talk to you and help in, in any way that he can. Um, just been a great time together today. Uh, Drew, God bless you in the things that you're doing uh, and just continue uh, continue pushing forward, my friend. You bet. And I'm uh, just so thankful to you know, to have you in my life. Thanks. With that, we're at the uh, the end of another uh, show today. Um, just uh, putting uh, kind of putting the uh, the ribbon on it, and just want to say thank you to all of you for uh, for listening in. Uh, it's interesting. I get comments from time to time. Uh, sometimes you sit behind the mic here and you you wonder, you know, are there people out there who are really listening? But uh, but there are, there are. Uh, we've had some interesting uh, comments from people around the world. Actually, uh, I got an email not too long ago from a woman down in Brazil uh, who is a Christian who actually uh, listens to the show. So that's uh, that's really exciting. But with that, we will say thank you very much for being with us. God bless you this coming week. It has been great uh, having you with us today, and we'll look forward to uh, having you here for another version of The Gary Smith Show next Saturday morning at 11 a.m. Until then, God bless you. Live your life on purpose.
Thank you for joining us this morning. Please mark your calendars and be sure to join us next Saturday at 11 a.m. for another edition of The Gary Smith Show. And remember, there are a number of resources available to assist you at Gary's website, optex.com. Until next week, may God richly bless you.